on today's show, Brody and the Beard, Kelly and I are going to talk to Marcus Allen Thomas about the Houston Rockets and everything that's going on with the NBA. So let's get into it. If the offense is triangular, it's something like a prism. Put you on that lockdown defense like a prison. Hakeem was the dream. The MVPs must be his children. They won 22 games in a row. That's a rhythm. Triple-double rust, man. I need you to acknowledge he don't do this for the optics, man. He do this for the Rockets. Opponents want the smoke. They in his pockets. Don't you get them started? He a monster. He a lockness. Ah. And James Harden, that's the beer gang. Every time he dribble, his opponents feeling fear, man. It's Brody and the beard, don't be a victim. The legends in the flesh to the show you are a witness. Seek and you shall find all the answers to your questions. Tune in, he gon' tell the truth just like confessions. Gather round, come and hear the word just like a Christian. I'm urging you to listen, it's the Kelly ecosystem. Welcome to a new episode of Brody and the Beard. I'm your host, Mo Dekeel. With me, as always, is Kelly Eco, our man on the ground, beat writer of the Houston Rockets for The Athletic, because you are listening to The Athletic Podcast Network. Kelly, how you doing? Yeah, what's going on? We got a good guest today. I'm, 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 I'm pumped. My man yeah, is back. This is the off, most off, off the cactus, excited off the cactus I've part heard two. you. <laughs> This is the most energy you've ever brought to the intro. It only took us about 50 freaking shows to get to it. And if that's the case, then we got to have our guest on every week. Uh, today, we have Marcus Allen Thomas. He's a former athlete. He's an activist. He's an artist. He's got everything covered. He knows the NBA, the ins and outs with a lot of different players. Marcus, how you doing, man? Hey guys, man! Appreciate you guys having me, and uh, I can I can understand why uh, Kelly's so hyped because we only been you know talking about this since we was really starting in the league early. We was up up at top, Kelly. You can tell him we was at top, you know. Yeah. Um. For for those who don't know, you know, I met Marcus a couple years ago uh, in Houston at Ron Toyota Center, just being a real down to earth, genuine guy. And there's a particular conversation we had, you know, in the press box, way tippy top, and it was just us trying to manifest everything that we wanted for our careers and two years later like we're we're getting stuff handled so it's it's, it's a blessing to see it's awesome that's that's great so let's let's we kind of got to talk about what the biggest topic going on in the nba right now right right i mean yeah man um i mean we can jump right into it man it's it's the big it's the biggest topic especially uh today on monday and what everybody's talking about for sure right so for those who may have been living under a rock and not really into the NBA news lately. Kyrie Irving held a player Zoom conference call. I think it was close to about 80 players. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, 80 plus players. Yeah, yeah and, and you know, to allow everybody to kind of voice all their opinions about the bubble. Uh, it was, you know, from everything of whether it's healthy to whether it's the right thing to do with everything that's going on. Uh, socially in our society right now with people protesting police brutality and everything that's been been happening the past few weeks. And, you, you know, it's it's been very interesting to see how people have been pushing the narrative a bit. Some people calling it, you know, like uh, Kyrie's been disruptive and, 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 and trying to hold everything up. And other people are saying like, hey, you need, he's doing his, his, his job and making sure everybody's heard and everything like that. So it's been an interesting weekend kind of just seeing all the – the news kind of come out of that meeting and then just all the opinions that that are on both sides of the issue. And I know, Kelly, you wrote a piece about it this morning. 
Yeah, just looking at both sides of the equation because it is a very sensitive topic and there are people, I guess this weekend, it's really easy to see the people who have you know, deep-rooted feelings about certain players like Kyrie when he says certain stuff like this that are from his heart and you're seeing people just condemn him and kind of vilify him, which is flat-out kind of gross to me. And I just think NBA players have a platform, a unique platform, and the fact that he's speaking out on something that me- that means a lot to him, you know, should mean something. It, it should hold weight, you know, in the NBA circles. Yeah, I mean, I I, I definitely believe so. Um, it, it's interesting. Um, this weekend, I you know Pat Bev's tweet, uh, you know I, I you know commented on it because I've been I was able to you know meet Pat when he was a Rocket, uh, right. be around the brother. So like I said, Pat's a great brother, man, and I appreciate him. Um, but I just wanted to you know, let players know and people know, like, this is something that's really deep. I mean, this is, you know, not a really a time to play a game. Um, we believe, like, you know, this is 400 years of of injustice and oppression that we, you know, that we honestly want to change. And uh, the players have such a huge platform that it can make such a big difference, th- like this big, um, not only on the basketball court and off the court, but in the business room as well. Um and seeing more people of of color in power, so it goes full circle. You know, I think it's just more than just the everything going on. It's, it can be full circle, and they can honestly make true change. Marcus, for for those who kind of aren't familiar with you, kind of talk about your hoops background. Talk about how you got into the game and how you developed relationships with you know people on the Rockets and, and, and so on and so forth. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I uh, got my degree from uh, Loyola Chicago. I have my psychology degree, so I played. Uh, two years in Loyola Chicago, one junior college, um, was able to play six years overseas. Uh, currently just got done playing this past February in Mexico. Um, and then also I played in Thailand in 2019. Um, also had my NBA stints with the uh, Indiana Pacers with uh, Frank Vogel in charge at the time. Um, and developed great relationships there. You know, Paul George was there at the time. Larry Bird, you know, the, I'm from Indianapolis. So uh, Larry Legend. Is huge. So getting right. on those type guys was something big. And then, um, you know, what revived my career was uh, getting my workout with the Houston Rockets, honestly. And uh, John Lucas, as you guys know, uh, he's a he's a huge mentor for me. Uh, he's another psychology major as well. Uh, and he's been through the ups and downs. So I got my opportunity to work out with the Houston Rockets. Um, and then also, I'm sorry. And then also, just to get, like I said, as far as the business-wise, when I stopped playing, I was able to be an image consultant for Eric Gordon. Uh, and then that, that's when I started to get inside more of the, the side of basketball, the business side of basketball. Um, and with that came all these relationships. And I think with the relationships I gained with the Houston Rockets and with the, the media, like I, said, I was able to work with Kelly. I was able to work with uh, – the Houston Rockets social media team, uh, shout out to Hiron uh, and Lindsay on that side. Um, so I was built with the organization. Uh, and that's what I believe afforded me my opportunity to, to work out with the team. Well, I can't wait for you to work on my image, Marcus. Um, <laughs> that's that's, that's going to be your biggest, uh, your biggest challenge. <laughs> you guys, you guys know Eric, man. Uh, Eric is a, you know, pretty straightforward guy. So just working with, you know, trying to help build that was, was interesting in its own. So, I mean, it, it can't be too, it can't be too hard. Like I said, it was, it wasn't hard with Eric. So it shouldn't be too hard you know, for you. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a bit of a pain though. Rockets fans don't even like me all that much. So. <laughs> 
Marcus, uh, just just you, just you being around the league. What is one thing you've seen as far as how small the NBA circle really is? Um, man, it's 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 so small, man, and and it's uh, that's a, like I said, that's a really good question because it touches all lanes because sport and then like I said, I was able to work with Adidas, and so like the shoe culture and then the sport culture all mix in. So you would just you know you would then just run into the all same type people, you know, on the business side, like. Uh, like for example, I would get to, you know, meet, you know, James, some of James' guys. You know, said, you, and Kelly, you know, some of James' guys, like yeah. who runs his right. image and brand as well. But then you get to meet, you know, Troy, who's then also on the Adidas side, then who helps James on that side with Adidas, and that you know who helps grows that. So then you get to see how things grow. You get, you know, I was afforded the opportunity to be around Chris Paul. Um, when he was a Rocket. Like I said, I feel like I was around the best time as a Houston Rocket. I know you guys love me, you know, Russell Westbrook, but when Chris Paul was with the Rockets, man, that's I had such a great <laughs> learning from him. He's, <laughs> he is such, like I said, he, I mean, he's, you know, he's a dickhead on the court. I, don't, I know we can't use that. But, like, he, you know, he goes hard on the court, but he's such a leader off the court. And that's something that I got to learn from him and his brother CJ. Um because, you know, they have a goal. And, and I know guys just like Kyrie and CP are probably on the same side of not really focused on playing. They really want to make a true difference. And that's what I got to learn from, from Chris Paul off the court. Um, and like I said, uh, it's, and that's why I said that the, the circles are so small. Like I said, it's you know who the leaders around the league are. You know who the voices of the league are. And you get to, like, you know, you get to connect with them in all levels. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you bring up the small circle just because all of us have been have dealt with Chris. I mean, I was with him with the Clippers. I like to yeah. joke that uh, I I joined the Clippers right after the lockout, and then we traded for Chris. And I really like to joke that it's because I was there that Chris decided he wanted to <laughs> you know, become. It wasn't Stern who vetoed the trade. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> he should have been a Laker. That's I still like I said. I still believe in that. That's so crazy. That that no, happened. no, I'm okay with how it worked out, Marcus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do kind of want to bring us back a little bit, you know, with, with your experience with the Rockets and Kyrie and everything, you know, and, and bring us back to sort of what's going on in the now and yeah. talk about Austin Rivers's post over the weekend, you know, like well, Kyrie, Kyrie's yeah. made the case to, to, to not play and, and, and Austin's made the case, you know, to play. And I just think to be honest, and this is something I've said in, uh, text messages to Kelly and, and, and mm-hmm. Mike, like, I don't think anybody's wrong. I think it's an individual choice right. that every person has to make on their own end and in that regard. But I want to touch a little bit on Austin's post on, on IG about that. Yeah, man, I, I love Austin. Uh, I was able to build with Austin his rookie year when he was in New Orleans because you guys know Eric was a Pelican. So we had, you know, we had a young Austin. Um so I love Austin, and I love what he had to say, too. I mean, because it is two sides to the story, um, and mostly as well for the younger guys. You know, I think of the, you know, the Kuzmas and Donovan Mitchells, and I think of those guys. And, you know, something, you know, you, you get that money, and like I said, you're able to put it into the black causes and, and all, everything. But like I said, some players have to figure out how to unify um, because, you know, life, you know, with them not playing this season, of course they're going to lose money, and then that means their lifestyle is just going to have to change. And I don't know if guys were ready for something like this. You know, this pandemic has thrown everything off. Um, 
So it's just uh, it's interesting to see, like I said, you know, Austin speak up on that side because he is right in his way. You know, um, these guys do have families. Uh, these guys do have bills and they do have a lifestyle. But, you know, I know with right now, you know, what's going on, that it it's bigger. The situation is bigger than, I guess, I believe the money. Um, and I believe if we all just, you know, as players and as people in the media, if everybody just unifies and just, you know, sticks to the script of maybe, you know, like Kyrie is like Kyrie is feeling like it's bigger and not play. And, you know, it's going to be tough. And, and, you know, next to next season, I know that the money is going to go down. So, I, I right. you know, we all, we all have to understand that as well. So it's just it's, it's such a dicey issue, you know. I mean, even if they the, the scary proposition with it is if they don't play, if they cancel uh-huh. the season, like the NBA owners have the opportunity to, to rip up the CBA. The CBA. And right. then and then it yeah. becomes the players will have very little leverage. And, and and before people are like saying, hey, the owners are using this as a power over the players to force them to play. Understand that I think TV contracts have the opportunity to be ripped up if they don't play, which then forces the NBA it's to have full, to change. Full circle, yes. Yeah, full so circle. I mean, it, it's just one of those things. So you know, it's it is dicey in that scenario. And I, I want to ask you guys this because this is kind of my view of it. And you know, like I think with playing, I think there's also an opportunity to make a big statement, like stuff that's kind of always stuck to me about the, the, the civil rights movement and things like that is, you know, images of, you know, John Carlos and Tommy Lee Smith, uh, uh, Tommy Smith standing on the uh, podium with their fists raised, you know, uh, Muhammad right. Ali, the greatest boxer of all time during that time, you know, like constantly making a point to, they kept the, the stuff in the limelight as well while competing, you know, right. and, and I think there's an element of, I understand both sides of the argument. And like I said, I don't think anybody's wrong, but I think there's an opportunity if done right. And and I don't know if they, they'll do it right, but if done that's right. The, I, th- I, I think that's the biggest, the biggest thing. Will they do it right? I've seen uh, European soccer. Like, there's a team that wants to put, instead of their names on the back of the jerseys, they want to put Black Lives Matter instead of the, their actual name on the back of the jerseys. But the problem with the NBA as it pertains to Orlando is that people are going to be so fixated on the game i don't understand how they could coordinate something like that it, it would be pretty difficult to pull off so i see why Kyrie exactly. is saying i see why Kyrie is saying um you know don't play because there is power in the black dollar there's power in the black consumer and african-americans they make up the majority of the league on the other hand you know if a lebron or Chris Paul or Carmelo could organize something in Orlando. Maybe that could be effective too. But I think the hard part is trying to decipher uh, everyone's individual agendas. And that, that, that to me is the biggest uh, worry about um, a resumption and as it pertains to the Black Lives Matter movement. Nah, I, I, I totally agree. Because um, I just feel like, you know, I'm a, I'm a player. So it's like, how can I put my full energy into a game, three months of just playing of playing basketball games while all this is going on? I mean, one, you know, one thing that I said to Pat or in that tweet was, you know, it's two, you know, there was two black people hung in California and then there was killed in Atlanta. And it was a young 19 year old girl that was just killed. Who was a protester who was just killed as well. So it's like, Mentally, I'm a psychology major. How can you mentally 
tie up your shoes and lace them up and go play for this material thing that they call, you know, this material trophy while that is going on. And that while we're also trying to push our agenda, how this is unjust, like, you know, we, we don't want this to be a trend moment uh, and let this imaginary dollar that they throw at us stop. Like it would just be so impactful if LeBron actually, I just believe if he put money aside and we, and we all took an L, you know, everybody's taking an L. I know I am. I know a lot of, you know, a lot of you guys are who are not getting to do their jobs at his full, you know, full capacity. Um, but if we all just took an L and maybe we can honestly make some change and I'm just looking at, I'm looking at it at the long run. Like you just said, Ali, you know, at first, I mean, he did, he did have to, he wasn't boxing right away. He did have to like, you know, sacrifice Bill Russell. He sacrificed it. I just want to see those people like at least Bill Russell that is alive, get to see this real change. And LeBron can really do that. Like he can be the face of that instead of getting a trophy, you know, cause I know that's what the media is pushing, you know? So. Marcus, um, you know, you have a lot of relationships with people in the league and obviously the NBA Players Association. What's your sense of, is there a divide in there? Like, I know obviously on that call, there was a group of people yeah. along with Kyrie that, you know, that stood with not playing and some sort of a strike. But what is your sense of how that NBA Players Association is structured? Um, I, it's, it's interesting. I feel like, you know, even with Austin's comments, that kind of show you that it is a divide. And even with uh, Kuzma, like he did, you know, like he had tweeted or said something like, don't get it twisted, we still want to hoop. Uh, you know, so their guys are still want to play. So it's just, I think there's some divide because, you know, guys are just unsure. You know, they're still watching what's going on. Their emotions, you know, their emotions are involved. So at one day they can feel like they want to hoop and then carry news of somebody else getting killed. Uh Wrong, wrongfully killed and on film and then nothing happened. So it's like it messes with people's emotions. I know people are just back and forth. Um, so, you know, the feeling I get from players in the league uh, that it's more likely that they don't want to play. Uh, for me, I feel like the percentage is high for players that don't want to play and that the NBA is really pushing, pushing these guys to play. Um, you know, that's how I feel. I mean, that's the energy that I get from the players that I get to talk to. Uh, and they're all just watching to see how things go. That's pretty interesting. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see who's the first one to say, I'm not going. Like, Yeah, and, that, and that's that's what I'm waiting for. You know, I'm ready for yeah, it. The first, the first domino. The first, it's, it's one thing for Kyrie to say, I mean, Kyrie's injured, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, um, I think Dwight said something. Did, did Dwight, Dwight come out and say? Yeah, Dwight um, said he wouldn't play either. Guys, let's be honest with each other. Smelling good is really important. And you know the best place to go to smell good? It's Hawthorne. Hawthorne smells amazing. Getting Hawthorne cologne is so easy. And let me mention, guys, Father's Day is coming up. This is the perfect gift for your dad. You can take the quiz for him. You can start exploring scents. You can start to figure out what's going to be good for him. You can get one for work, one for play. It's perfect. And if it's not for your dad, get it for yourself because you got to smell good, folks. And it's not just colognes that Hawthorne sells, right? You can get personalized products like deodorant, shampoo, and body wash. This is how it works. Take a two-minute quiz, and Hawthorne tells you the two colognes that are best for you. And like I said, one for work, one for play. Totally risk-free with free shipping and free returns. Check out Hawthorne at hawthorne.co. 
check out Hawthorne at Hawthorne.co. That's Hawthorne with an E and .co, not .com, Hawthorne.co. And use our promo code ATHLETIC to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co and use the promo code ATHLETIC to get 10% off your first purchase. Hawthorne.co. Yeah, and, and the other thing too that I kind of, the, the thing, and Dwight put out a, a, a very powerful statement through his agent, through CNN, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other thing, too, with all this is, you know, when one is appropriate time to play. You know, the, the, the scenario in which I look at is this isn't a three-month answer. Like, this is a, we are looking for long-term fixes. This is a long-term fight. I mean, this is a fight basically the rest of our lives, right? We get the changes we want. Then mm-hmm. we have to fight to maintain them, right? Because we, we've seen the government come in and as soon as new leadership takes over, they start rolling back things, you know, and, yeah. and, and changes. It's a, it is a basic fight every day from here until we're done. And, and when I mean done, I mean until we're dead. Like we're constantly going to be battling this forever and 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 we can make big changes and and that stuff but we have to also maintain it and i and i'm just kind of curious in that when is the time when is the time to say like i think in, in dwight howard's uh statement you know now is not the time for basketball it's, there never really is a need for basketball yeah i mean yeah, I feel like there, you know, we miss the game, so there is a need. I, I mean, I mean, we, we selfishly we miss it, right? <laughs> like, yeah. but didn't hurt how many fans were coming at me, man, like, who just love basketball and were just going in, yeah. even by stated facts. They were just still coming with, you know, how much they just missed the game, and 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 people, are, you know, they're at, uh, uneasy right now because some of them high high percentage are not working, so they want right. some type of. You know, play, you know, watching the game or do something. So it, it does serve its purpose, but just you know, right now, I just don't believe so. But there will, and, I, and I, what I said to the fans, there will be a season next year. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when <laughs> the 2021 season starts, uh, you know, I just feel like right now, and I just, I just don't understand what what are they playing for? I, I mean, I don't know. What are you playing for? That and at the end of the day, what are you really playing for? What are you really standing for? I know it's about money. I mean, it's a trophy, and that trophy goes to the organization. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think um, one thing I want to mention uh, from talking to you, it's not just the players that have this voice. You, there's like people like Rock Nation. Yeah, other entities are standing up, and they support people like Kyrie and players who want to speak out against systematic um, oppression and racial injustice, but. How powerful do you think this thing can get between now and, I guess, July 31st? Yeah, uh, and and that's where me and Kyrie definitely, we have a lot of people in those same circles. Uh, like I said, my mentor is the, my mentor, Lenny Santiago, is the senior VP of Rock Nation. That's just, This is someone that I'm constantly around, someone I, you know, who who also is an A&R for, you know, DJ Khaled and uh, right. Fabulous and, and those type of players. And he, his impact in that culture, in this culture, goes through everywhere so you'll see a lebron james at his halloween party or you know i'll see matt <laughs> carter. You know, I've, I've met mav carter as well through you know through rob palenka and also through lenny i've been able to be, you know build mav carter and and all those guys so it's like that reach and that mindset of rock nation is like right. everybody moves the same you know it's all about fighting you know reform being in the reform and fighting injustice you know and fighting for our people so 
Kyrie and me and those who, who warm in those circles feel the same way. And it can, I mean, it, if the players turn this down, I think this can be big. And I think it can go so much further. Um, it's, I told you, it's going to be interesting to watch. Like I said, I want to see more players and who's going to speak up, like Dwight Howard. Who's going to start saying things like Dwight and not hide behind, you know, the Players Association to speak up for him. I, I got one more question for you, Marcus. Is there, from what you feel and and everything you've heard, is there a push to push the NBA to do more? Like, is there a push to have let's have Black Lives Matter signage at the in the games in Orlando and 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 things like that? Is there a push within the the players' union to to press the NBA and Adam Silver to? To, to do more and put more of that on the forefront, you I mean, know, if, if they I, do get these games. I believe that. I believe uh, they want more of that. And then they, you know, also want more information because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're, we're, everything's getting lost in this, but these guys' health is on the line because we are going through a pandemic. So then you're asking these guys, sweaty, going against each other, in a bubble for three months to play in this could pop these guys could possibly get sick because let me you know let me know if i'm wrong this uh this sickness and this virus that's going around doesn't have a dollar price on it you know it doesn't have a price on it you know i mean you can be rich poor black white latino is taking you out you know and no matter what age either so then that's something that is also in the you know, that's in the cards. So they want more information as well. But I believe that, you know, they do want to push that. They want more Black Lives Matter. They want more control over this situation than, you know, what is told. Hey, if I, hey, if I could just say one more thing, it's just really just for the Players Union, you know, CP, you know, LeBron and those guys. I would, I would use the words moment and win and loss. And I would think, you know, I would think of George Floyd. And I would think, you know, I don't know if you guys watched the Dave Chappelle special with, you know, it was 846. And that's how long, you know, it took for him to, you know, go into the next life. And it's just like, you know, we've been losing. I mean, they're asking these guys to go play basketball in a bubble for three months. But, you know, like I said, I'm a visionary. It'd be more, much more impactful if LeBron and guys of those statues would like maybe go to D.C. in March. How about marching, you know, and, and fighting for something like that? Because we've been losing for like 400 years. And I just believe, you know, this is our time that we can win something. Let's like, like, let's win this moment. Let's, you know, let's take our identity back. Let's get our culture back and let's set the rules. Because if we do that and we take a risk like this, then in the future, I mean, I think this, the, the possibilities can be amazing, man. And like I said, it's something, like I said, it's deeper than basketball. It's, I know guys are tired to, they're tired of seeing stuff like this on video and then nothing happening. Um, you know, it affects the whole black community, uh, athletes <laughs> or not athletes. So um, I would just put that in there. Like I said, I want people to get paid. I want people to get their money. I want people to be healthy. But at some point, we have to put the basketball down and we really have to be about it. We have to not shut up and just dribble. Like we have to live that. We have to be like Maya Moore, who's worried about criminal justice and who's making a difference. You know, so, I mean, that's the only message I'll send. I appreciate you guys for having me on, man, uh, because I just preach nothing but positivity, man. And I hope there is a change. And, you know, hopefully we'll see basketball in 20, you know, 2021. 
I, I don't even know how to follow up, Marcus. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate having you on and you taking the time to, to talk to uh, Kelly and I. And, nah, man. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it's a privilege on our end to have you on the show. Nah, no problem, man. I hope we do this again for sure. Sure. Yes, and and under happier times. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> happier times, man. And that is the season. And we talking about maybe the Rockets in the championship. That'd be great. There we go. I I, I would love it. That'd just be more shows for us. <laughs> Selfishly. Um. Anyways, so make sure to check out Marcus Allen Thomas whenever you can. Uh, Marcus, can you plug your Twitter account so people can follow you? If yeah, you want. man. <laughs> I know, right? I don't even have to plug my Twitter, man. If, if anything, you guys should follow me on Instagram. Uh, my uh, admin is at chills, M-T-C-H-I-L-L-Z underscore M-T. And um, also, I go by St. James. Uh, that's my artist name. Um, like I said, and check out some of my poetries and paintings because, uh, like I said, I've stopped basketball to do my part. And uh, like I said, I'm trying to go for, you know, full force for the cause. So I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. Sure. I, I, I got the opportunity to talk with uh, Austin Rivers today. So that's coming out this week. Perfect. Perfect. So yeah. be on the lookout for Kelly's piece dropping on with this conversation with Austin Rivers. Uh, th- make sure to check out Marcus's poetry and artwork. Uh, Instagram at St. James. I'm going to make sure I check that out. Uh, at Chills MT, man. Check it out for sure. I'm sorry, at Chills MT. Make sure to check that out. So, for Marcus, for Kelly, for our producer, Mike Zimmerman, for me, Mo, we out. Yeah.